0: he has his say you can have yours text us or call us and join the conversation this is the watchdog morning show with howard monroe brought to you by wvu medicine
1: yeah it's a good day singing a song and it's a good good day for moon along
0: yeah it's a good day how can anything go wrong good day from morning till night
2: Ah, oh, it's a good day good morning grand valley yes, 7 10 in the morning on the watchdog days. morning show midweek edition out. it is a wednesday it's a little foggy outside uh, in fact i thought it was pretty foggy outside bob when I came in, it was uh, it was kind of, the fog was a little bit intense and thick out there.
1: Yeah, it was in the forecast, and uh, just like almost every morning, the closer I got to the river, uh, the more fog. But uh, I guess just getting used to it, Howard.
2: Yep. 58 degrees Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 57 at the Highlands. 58 at my home studios in Elm Grove, where I am not. And 57 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling. In the heart of the Ohio Valley, fog will burn off. Then it'll be a sunny day today, highs in the mid-80s. Partly cloudy tomorrow, mid-80s, mostly cloudy on Friday. Some spotty rain showers possible, upper 80s come Friday. Full forecast with Adam Fike coming up. A little bit later on this morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. A reminder, as I told you yesterday, uh, I'm going to repeat because I got a couple of texts on this yesterday. Lots of different ways to listen to us. Now, you are listening. Well, I don't know where you're listening. In fact, text me. Use the Frio Stack auction service text line. Tell me from where you are listening. I mean, is it in... Uh, is our friend Alan uh, from Neff's in the Alps today. That's where he was yesterday. Are you listening in the Alps, Alan? If you can text me, text me. Or if you are uh, listening in Cameron or Benwood, or if you're on your way to Florida or wherever, I'd like to know from where you are listening. Also, how are you listening? AM 1600, AM 1370, FM 98.1, FM 97.7. Most people probably doing that in your car, in your home, at your office. Uh, Maybe you're listening on our website, watchdognetwork.com, and go and click on uh, the WKKX, WVOY audio stream. Or maybe you're using TuneIn Radio, which is now working. And one of my listeners and friends, I got a lecture on how to use TuneIn Radio yesterday. I apparently didn't think I knew how to do it, so I got a lecture on that and That was okay. Uh, And don't forget, if you want to listen throughout your house, use your Amazon personal assistant and just say, Alexa, play WKKX from TuneIn or play WVOY from TuneIn, and she'll play the uh, plays for you. So lots of different ways for you to listen. I just thought I would uh, mention that again since we had some people asking and, indeed, in some cases, uh, complaining. Complaining on the Frio stack, auction service text line, Uh, 304-214-1600. 7.13 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Two big stories I want to start off with and then a couple of fun things to get to in this hour of the show. Uh, Stephen Adams coming by later on to talk about... uh, uh, Joe Manchin and uh, Jim Justice and uh, National Guard and several other things. But, uh, Bob, um, you and I have both said we think Mayor Elliott has been a darn good mayor in the city of Wheeling, right? I Yes, absolutely. Uh, I've said before I've covered every mayor since the mayor was elected by the people beginning that back in 1992. Mayor Liphart, Mayor Sparshane, Mayor McKenzie, and Mayor Elliott, uh, all of whom did a really good job. I have We did not have a clunker amongst them yet. Yet, I say. But Mayor Elliott's uh, term in office, to me, has been the most successful. Uh, The city has advanced the most, uh, both socially, if you want to call it that way, and physically, any time in in my history. And apparently, uh, Bob, his colleagues at the West Virginia Municipal League concurred because Mayor Elliott, the Municipal League is meeting in Wheeling this week, they didn't invite us to come up and broadcast. They have done that in the past. i broadcast from the league. At any rate, uh, Mayor Elliott was honored last night with a Lifetime Achievement Award by the West Virginia Municipal League. The uh, former mayor and councilman uh, from Clarksburg, James Hunt, uh, was the first recipient of the Lifetime Achievement Award. It now carries his name, and he is the one who presented the award to Mayor Elliott yesterday. Mayor Elliott apparently did not know. Wow. That he's a, g- another surprise. A big surprise. At the State of the City speech uh, last week or two weeks ago, whenever it was, uh, Rabbi Leaf from the Human Rights Commission gave him a special human rights award, which he was not aware of. And last night, wait to the very end of the meeting, and uh, Mayor Elliott received the Lifetime Achievement Award for the, from the State Municipal League. This is an award that has been given out in the past, but it is not something that's given out every year. It's not like every year they go, well, who gets the lifetime award this year? When they feel someone is deserving it, then they give it to him. and uh, Elliot was uh, given that award. Uh, Mr. Hunt, Mayor Hunt, former Mayor Hunt, said, I want to share his view, meaning Mayor Elliot's, of what a city should be. This came from the State of the City speech. A great city must afford safety and security, strong infrastructure, high quality of life, diverse job and housing opportunities, cultural vibrancy, a sense of community, openness, and inclusive inclusivity, and strategic urban planning. That was quoting Mayor Elliott. Uh, mayor Hunt in handing out the award said, I cannot say any one item on that list was neglected through Mayor Elliott's term as mayor. Uh, he got a standing O. They gave him a big standing O. And I he bet he really appreciated I, that. I absolutely believe that he appreciated it. And... Um, and I certainly think he deserves it. I, I don't have any quarrel with that. Now, I'm waiting for the uh, text to start coming through. You know, from whom? Morning, Abe. Yeah, good morning, Abe. <laughs> He'll be texting us on the Frio Stack Auction Service text line, I'm pretty sure. Mayor Elliott uh, said, this is the second year in a row they caught me off guard. Last year, Elliott was honored as mayor of the year at the State Municipal League. Um as I mentioned, Travis Blosser, the executive director of the State Municipal League, said that the league only awards this award, the James C. Hunt Lifetime Achievement Award, when they feel like it. They don't do it every year. And he said, I believe Mayor Elliott's only the eighth or ninth person to get that award since it came into existence. So uh, congratulations to Mayor Elliott. Again, I am I'm a fan. I don't have a problem saying that. I know that ABE will get a little stressed with me for saying that. But I think the city has advanced further under his now, have there been setbacks? Yes. Have he and I had some serious disagreements? Can you say two way streets <laughs> would, be, would be one of them? And
1: that's where I'm at. I mean, I certainly don't want to speak for the mayor. Why would I do that? Because he has his own show from uh, 12 to 1 right here on the Watchdog Today, Network. Today's yes. Wednesday, so why would I do that? But you know, he just he made me really nervous because I thought he was all about change. And uh, looking back, I think change is a big part of, uh, of his thinking. An old guy like me that that, that makes me nervous. And uh, you gave a good example with the with the two way streets. I hated that. I was ready to fight against that. I was ready to do whatever I could. I was kind of like Abe on that. You know, I, I I was going out of my head because I couldn't I couldn't uh, I couldn't see it. I, I, I didn't think it made any sense. But uh, that that's the only thing that I I I, th- I agree hundred percent, Howard. But he just makes me still a little bit nervous because I think he loves change. I think he loves to change it up.
2: Well, he has a different perspective on things than, you know, well, um, um, well old folks like Another us. Another old guy, yeah. <laughs> than old folks like us do. Um, but two-way street story is is probably a good one to talk about because he had strong feelings on that and he really fought for that. But you know what else he did? He changed his mind. He listened to all the concerns the people raised. He listened to the Chamber of Commerce and others raising it. I don't think he ever changed his mind, but he said, okay, I, I this is not a battle that I'm going to keep on fighting. Yeah, I, he certainly I hear, backed off. I hear the people. And and he, and the fun thing is he makes fun. No, I won't make Well, he does make fun of it now. I mean, he and I often joke, you know, when we're talking on the air, off the air about, you know, <laughs> the two-way streets. You know, you did that, Monroe. And um, – it, what's the name of his show? It's uh, Your Wheeling, No Two, no ways, two ways, about ways About It. So, well, And we gave them and said, you know, you guys want to name your show? Uh, we, we met with them, and when we first put the show on the air, and they they thought about it, and they came back and said, yeah, we don't call it Your Wheeling, No Two Ways About It. So he's, uh, And I'll tell you something, too, about Mary Elliott. He is able to stay, I won't say calmer. That's not quite right. He does not lose his temper the way I would if I was in his position. I mean, he he listens to criticism and he basically will, I mean, sometimes he'll very harshly say you're wrong, but I, I, there are times if I was in his position, I'd be pounding the table and going, why don't you just shut up? I, I, I agree. I, I don't like
1: it when people disagree with me. Uh, but I think what he has done in these eight years, soon to be eight, he, he's learned that you you can't please everybody uh, mm. in that position. There's going to be people that that uh, just don't like you, and and, and you got to get over that. And I don't know if I ever could.
2: Yeah, I don't think I could either. Which is probably one of the reasons why it's wise if I do not run for any kind of <laughs> municipal or or any other office. At any rate, congratulations to Mayor Elliott. I think well deserved. Uh, I didn't know there was such a thing as the what is the, the um, what do they call it? lifetime achievement award. I didn't know there was such a thing, but if there is someone who does, and think about that, this is Glenn Elliott's first run at public office. He's not a you know a long timer like, um, well, like many of our politicians who have been in office forever and ever. Amen. He's, he's been the mayor of the city of Wheeling for six years, seven years. That's it. I mean, that's where he started, and that's where he, now he's going to move on. I think run for other things as time goes by, but um, lifetime achievement award for your first time at bat, so to speak. Pretty good, pretty good. A couple of the local folks were also honored. Um, city Solicitor Rosemary Humway-Warmuth surprised with the Hall of Fame Recognition Award. Uh, she and several other veteran municipal leaders. That means you've been around a while. That's what the, I, I know what that is, Rosemary. Uh, other veteran municipal leaders who have been around for a while. Uh, she served the city for 26 years. Uh, city of Wheeling got an All-Star Community Award for their efforts to get a uh, bill passed in the legislature. And uh, Moundsville was awarded the 2023 Vision of Tomorrow Award, which probably should go to uh, Rick Healy, among others, I would think, um, the Vision of Tomorrow for Moundsville. We had him in here just recently, Bob, and I think they have a good vision for tomorrow, don't you? I believe so, yes. New Martinsville and Weirton were honored with All-Star Community Awards for Richmond as well, all at the Municipal League uh, in Wheeling last night, so congratulations to all of those folks, but in particular to Mayor Elliott. 7:21, 21 after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. What else is coming up today? Well, yes, Trump has been indicted, again, by a federal fan, a grand jury. Four more federal felonies in conjunction with attempting to overturn the 2020 legal results. Georgia still likely to indict in the next day or two. Uh, we talked about this with Tom Skateri yesterday. What's the ultimate end of this? We had a big debate about this in our household last night. I truly don't know how this whole Trump legal thing ends. I know how I wish it would end. And the right way for it to end would be um, for uh, uh, Trump at some point to finally say, you know what, listen, I, I don't want to go to jail. I've got a good shot at that. I mean, I got he's got at least three separate areas that have indicted him and in each of those cases there are multiple and charges I would hope that at some point and I think a reasonable man at some point would say look I'll agree not to run ever again I'll just get out of the political picture uh, but don't send me to jail
1: what I thought was a little different Howard I I, I just caught this uh, didn't spend a lot of time um, researching but it appeared to me that this judge is all about a speedy trial. Like this is going to be over before the uh, the presidential election.
2: Right. Well, I, I think that everybody's pushing for that. you know, the uh, the judge in the um, Marlago case has already set a May of next year trial date, which is before the election. And that makes a huge amount of sense. You want to get it out before the election. I think what Trump would like to do is hold off on this, delay, 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 delay. Now, that's a typical Trump tactic going back 40 years. That's what he always does when court things are up. He just delays, delays, delays. I think what he'd like to do is delay until he can get back in office. And I I don't think he can pardon himself, but use the power of the presidency to just get rid of the charges. I, that's what I think he would like to see happen.
1: And, and I agree, and uh, I bet Georgia wants to play a little bit harder baseball with him when, yep. it come, when they get their turn. What makes me a little bit eh, queasy about this, I think he probably has more uh, likelihood of controlling things in Florida. Okay, this is how I would see it play out. You can only really have one long trial, so the other one – Whatever one gets at the start, the other ones are going to have to work around that. And if he can prove that there's not enough time to get those in first, and then magically the one in Florida gets delayed more and more and more because he has control, I, I think that's what he wants, Howard.
2: Well, I think, I, no, I don't think you're wrong at all. Uh, in Florida, he has right now Eileen Cannon, who is a, he appointed her, and she was particularly kind to him in some rulings last year. Uh, there's great fear that she will help delay this. Uh, but keep in mind, and this is important to talk about the Trump thing. There have been three separate indictments. Now, there, inside each one, there are multiple ones. One is in New York State, um, and that's the one that involves the hush money to Stormy Daniels. It kind of broke the ice about indicting him. It's a very what I call lawyerly thing, you know, it has to do with improper use of campaign funds and transferring funds it's a it's not the kind of crime the average person gets a handle on uh that was in new york state the mar lago case which i think is the easiest to prove because its a, i call it a physical crime it's about taking documents we've got pictures of the documents there they are you're not supposed to have them there they are we told you to give them back you said you did you didn't there they are but that's in florida That's in Florida. And then this indictment yesterday, it was from Jack Smith, same prosecutor, federal prosecutor, though. This came out of D.C. So he's got indictments in D.C., Florida, and New York State. To your issue of timing, all three of the prosecutors and the judges have not made a decision, but have acknowledged they want to try to make sure that the trial's I don't say work together, but the, the one does not cause a delay for the other. You know who's going to go first, when, and what. So there's there's very much a, awareness of that. And the other point I want to make before I take a break and get off the Trump thing for today, is that Trump talks about and his he came out you know with his statement, uh, uh, crooked Joe and the Biden crime family and his uh, son Heiner Biden. You know, all of the, and the Democrats are politicizing this and it's weaponization of the Justice Department and it's a witch hunt and all of those kind of things. Keep in mind, three separate grand juries, not, yes, Jack Smith was in charge, yeah, the prosecutors themselves are in charge of the grand jury. They bring the grand jury and they present the evidence. But they are, the ju- grand juries are citizens in three separate cases New York, Florida, D.C., probably, perhaps as soon as today, in Georgia, citizens sitting on a grand jury chose to indict him. Now, it is always true, they say a prosecutor can indict a ham sandwich, although I have talked to prosecutors who say they wish they could. But um, these are citizens who have done this. The grand juries did it. Now, you can argue that the prosecutors were Democrats and were hard, I don't believe that, but you can make that argument. But nonetheless, It was, and grand juries are a little bit larger than regular juries. I think generally they start with 16 members. They still have to only have 12 to agree. But these are citizens. These are people of the states or the federal, in the federal case, people of of America, his so-called peers who put this. So it's not just, you know, these rogue prosecutors. These are citizens of people. Dozens of citizens have chosen to indict him. We're going to talk more about this tomorrow, with my friend Matt Robeson. Um, spend some good time with that, uh, but that is the other big story of uh, the morning. So, Mary Elliott, uh, good on you, and uh, Donald Trump, bad on you. That's the way I look at it. Seven twenty, eight twenty, and after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Also coming up, Ogden reporter Stephen Adams in uh, that morning morning consult poll we talked about yesterday about Mansion. Uh, Stephen's got a good story about that on in the intel today. A little bit more detail of that. Uh, also the latest on Alderson Broaddus College. At Probably going to shut down completely, and the uh, National Guard is now being sent to the southern border, and and uh, Stephen's got some thoughts on that. So that's all coming up, and coming up in a minute, Bob. Think about this. Put, put your thinking cap on. What is one of the fastest growing types types of restaurant chains in America? Types, you know, not not an individual. Well, actually, you, we can go to an individual chain, but. Uh, at least when I read this in the National Restaurant News yesterday, it really surprised me. And I will share it with you coming up next on the Watchdog Morning Show. Bob?
0: Hi, Toppy Kirchhoff Talk Talkline on Metro News. Now that Alderson Broaddus is winding down, those students are going to need a landing spot. Here's what Higher Education Chancellor Sarah Armstrong Tucker said on Talkline.
3: All of our higher education institutions have private and public, have put out press releases, have told folks that they would be willing to easily transition students.
0: Keep up on what's happening in West Virginia. Talk line weekdays at 10.06 right here on this Metro News radio station. We'll talk to you then. Who wants craft beer? Saturday, August 19th, the Mountaineer Brewfest, brought to you by Wheeling Island Hotel Casino Racetrack, is back at Wheeling Heritage Port, showcasing craft beers from West Virginia's finest brewers. With great food, live entertainment, and many more craft beer selections in our beer garden, it's a wild and wonderful time, and you don't want to miss out. Proceeds benefit the family service Upper Ohio Valley. Get your tickets now at mountaineerbrewfest.com.
3: Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 want to thank the owners and contractors of the Ohio Valley for using their locally trained workers to help build for the future. Local 83 helps design, fabricate, and build the gas infrastructure for the oil and gas industry here in the Ohio Valley. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 is 300 members strong and growing. They also do residential, commercial, and industrial work on both sides of the river. For more information, call Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 at 304-233-4445.
4: There's something
0: Casting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine.
2: Bob, once upon a time, a long time ago When you was young, because I'm going to tell you right now, I did Hurry up, wake up, Suzy yeah. Oh no, it's 4 o'clock <laughs> Absolutely I think that's one of the songs I've said this, one of these days, We it's going to take a little while To figure them all out, we need to do Bumper music of songs we really shouldn't be playing anymore Right, you know, she's beautiful She's 16 and she's mine, those kind of things You know, they're just songs that At least I grew up with and Now you know, we're not supposed to be saying those things.
1: Yeah, I uh, remember, I can't remember why we did it. It must have been his birthday or something. Uh, we did a Ringo, it was Star, Ringo Starr, and yeah. I stayed away from that one. You're 16, you're beautiful, and you're and mine. Your mind. Yeah, yeah. I was like, eh, yeah, we won't yeah. play that one. There Lord. are
2: just some songs that you probably, and they were they were big deals. This is this doesn't specifically allude to underage, I don't think. But that's the idea. These are a couple of young teens who are out, you know.
1: And I don't think it's like this today, Howard. That was the 50s. You were the 60s. I was more the 70s. Teenagers couple spend a lot of time in their cars. I is it like that today? I mean, the cars are so much more comfortable.
2: I, I just want to say for the record, I have no, no. idea. No. So you weren't, you
1: didn't fall asleep in the cars. I that have no
2: idea of what you speak, Mr. Slider. I do not know that. I drive past certain areas out in the county anymore, and I say, whatever happened to the parking spots? <laughs> you used to be able to go up uh, um, like Waddell's Run Road. You used to be able to go up there. All these spots off the side of the road.
3: It, nobody it, does it, it,
2: anymore. And you know what? It was like, it was like going to a restaurant. And you had to hope you could get a parking spot. Yeah,
1: that one's taken. Let's go down the road here a little <laughs> bit longer.
2: And I certainly am going to say I, I, there was never an occasion where I was in any kind of a circumstance in one of those parking spots where other people came out to the window and started looking in to harass me. That and it never occurred. I just want to say that. What you didn't want to see is the flashlight beaming through the window, yeah. Howard. Yep. Did that Officer way. Deacon, sorry, sir. Yes, yes. I had a farmer come out and do that one time in, a, in the middle of a field. You know he's got a gun now, yeah, so be careful. So uh, all of what I just said is completely off the record, and just just just, just let that go. Bob, I, I I get the national restaurant news, among other things. So let's switch here from politics to food for just a minute, because this, this kind of struck me as interesting. I I thought this might have been fading away, somewhat in line with what I was talking about here. What is one of the biggest growing restaurant genres, type of restaurants, and or a specific restaurant chain in that type, that uh, is going on right now here in 2023?
1: Well, Howard, you got me pumped up because I love a good buffet restaurant. I'm hoping that's where we're going Man, I wish it was. Oh, you, you tricked me, Howard.
2: No, I wish it you was. You pulled me in, Howard. I wish it was. I would love to see one. When's Golden Corral <laughs> coming to the Ohio Valley? That's you know a huge question of mine. Or when, it, the, uh, when are all, when are the good buffets coming back? When's the Country Pride going to open up their buffet? You know, I mean that's the big deal. No, this is something I, I've been to one of these in Morgantown, and um, I've probably been to oh, I've been to other versions of it. The one of the biggest growing, fastest growing types of restaurant, the bresteron. What the brestaurant? Okay, like that's Hooters, so, so. Oh. like Hooters. Ah, and the specific one, which is about to enter into like the top ten chains in America, is Twin Peaks. Ever been to Twin Peaks? No, but I think I'd like to. They have one in Morgantown. We can go. I'm going to tell you that's a friend of mine and I had a um, road trip uh, one time. Said. So, what do you, they just opened up down in Morgantown. We said, "Well, why should we just take a little ride down there?" Food was, you know, okay, okay. Didn't really care, did you? I did not care one little bit, not one little bit. Their CEO says we're a sports bar that sells pub wings, or pub food, wings, burgers, ribs, and nachos, and that is what we are so successful for. No, incorrect, incorrect. Twin Peaks is just what you think it is. It is a restaurant that includes servers whose outfits are highly cleavaged and super short shorts. And may I say, in Morgantown at least, when my friend and I went down there, considering the fact that they have college co-eds to call upon, they were very nice ladies.
1: I could imagine, Howard. And look, I don't want to put it down in any way. I'm all for it. But you would think today's age, there would be pickets out there. There would be a tremendous uproar.
2: When I saw this story yesterday, I thought the same thing. I thought, no, restaurants, you would think would be in decline, that it's not something people are going to. But... Twin Peaks is about to hit a billion dollars in annual sales within the next couple of years, which will put it among the top restaurant chains in the country. Think, you know, I don't have the list, but you know, I'm Eaton Park, uh, uh, uh Perkins, uh what, Bob Evans? Twin Peaks. I just it doesn't seem to belong there, but I guess it does. I can see,
1: you know, the wing sizes, you have your uh, your smaller, your medium, and then give me the Dolly Parton. That's that's the jumbo wings out. <laughs>
2: The website, while the CEO says it's purely the pub food that they come for, the website says Twin Peaks is so much more than your typical sports bar. The second you step inside, you're surrounded by a lodge full of friendly and attentive Twin Peaks girls, serving to serving up scratch food and our beers, and probably they don't. Speaking from the top, they don't. It's not like they're not. They're not. It's not like a lap dance kind of place. It's purely food, but uh, you know. Anyway,
1: you probably need your jacket, Howard. They probably keep it at sixty-five in there.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Now, there is. What is the most famous of the restaurants?
1: I would say Hooters, but they're on a decline, right?
2: Hooters. It, Hooters is a bit on a decline, but again, according to the National Restaurant News story that I came across yesterday, Hooters has targeted a new clientele. Old guys like us. Indeed, indeed. Well, that's good news. They are about to add two new uh, Hooters to the villages. You know what the villages are? I don't. Down in Florida, it is where the old people go. It is this huge. It, I, in fact, I didn't know until I read this story here. It has now become larger than Manhattan. It started out as just like a little, little housing complex that uh, you know. I mean, it's an elite housing complex with golf courses and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it, it is it is a destination now, f- living for seniors who retire, go to the villages. And Hooters announced this week that they're going to build locations in the villages. So look out, Hooters is coming now for the senior citizens. Um, I don't know if they're going to be able to. I, well, I, you know, I'm far and away a senior citizen, and I still, you know, I still like to look. I got to tell you, right? Keep an eye on that, Howard. Yeah, I got to keep an eye on that. So, from politics to restaurants, I thought that was interesting. Because I'm like you, I thought surely these things were on their way out.
1: I thought you were going with like a Chick fil A breast, breast sandwich. No, I didn't know no, where you no, were no, going with that. Diff-
2: different kind. And it, it is an actual, I mean, in, in the restaurant world, it is a category of restaurants, the restaurants, Best known as Hooters. Twin Peaks seems to be growing rapidly, there are others around the country. We're not talking about strip joints. We're not talking about lap dance tech. We're talking about restaurants that simply show off, you know, well-dressed women. All right, 738-22 to the hour. It's the Watchdog Morning Show. We're underway on a Wednesday. We've got Adam Fike and the full forecast coming up next.
5: Good Wednesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News Headlines on this August the 2nd. A 16-year-old boy is still missing this morning, according to officials. A public Facebook post says Hayden Booher has been missing since Sunday morning. They say Hayden was last seen after his shift at Richland Township Subway. He wore a Subway t-shirt, blue jeans, and square-toe cowboy boots. Hayden has a cross-like tattoo on his arm or wrist and playing cards on his leg. He has brown hair and blue eyes and is 5'9". If you have any information, you're urged to contact local law enforcement. And a project that will tie two states together is eagerly anticipated by everyone up and down the Ohio River with completion scheduled for September. A meeting was held yesterday at the new bridge site that will soon connect the two towns of Brilliant and Wellsburg. The meeting included officials and law enforcement from both towns as well as the contracting company that has been working on the bridge. A tentative date for the opening has been set for sometime in September when an opening ceremony will be held as well. The mayor of Wellsburg, Dan Dudley, who attended the meeting, told us about the finishing touches that need to be done before the opening. Mayor Dudley says that there are also plans to have food trucks and other fun things to do at the opening ceremony in September. And finally, the sweltering month of July has come to a close and climate experts say this could be the new normal due to climate change. July will likely go down as the hottest month on record. According to officials, the average global surface air temperature reached 62.5 degrees Fahrenheit in the first three weeks of the month that broke the previous record set in 2019. And a quick traffic update for you here in Wheeling. A portion of Route 40 between 645 and 553 National Road will be restricted to one lane from 8 a.m. to 3.30 today through Friday. This is for a gas line repair. We'll keep you updated if there are any changes. That was a look at your headlines. Have a wonderful Wednesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you.
4: Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel, find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care, close to home, developing new and exclusive services, recruiting top surgeons, featuring the highest level of orthopedic surgery, improving healing, rehab time and outcomes, offering innovative heart care through our WVU Heart and Vascular Institute, establishing outstanding urology services with a highly experienced urologist and staff providing comprehensive world-class women's health services and equipping the WVU Cancer Institute at Wheeling Hospital with cutting-edge science for the highest standard of care. We embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care at the right place at the right time. These are the 100
0: days of summer and this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine.
6: It's been a hard day night. And I've been working like
0: a dog.
2: My friend Stephen Adams uh, from the Ogden newspaper chain is with us coming up in the next hour of the show. And uh, Stephen's been a little snarky about Governor Justice. uh, Governor Justice getting involved in the Alderson Broaddus story, which Stephen seems to feel that really, really shouldn't be involved in that story. And uh, the comments about the southern border uh, sending the National Guard down there, Stephen's gotten a little snarky about that, too. So we'll bring in snarky Stephen Adams coming up a little bit later on. But right now, no snark, just good weather information. From our morning meteorologist from the Big 7, WTRF-TV, it's Adam fight Good morning, Adam.
6: Good morning, Howard. I can be snarky if you want me to, but I try to be as nice as I can.
2: Yeah, no, I, I have no question in my mind you could be snarky. I, can, I, <laughs> I, I, I sense snark right inside there, absolutely for sure. But um, And quite frankly, let's be honest about it, sometimes it does come out here too.
6: Yeah, sometimes it's only when you trigger it. So <laughs> if you don't want any snark, you better not throw some at me. I got so
2: you. right back. So I'm a snark triggerer sometimes. Huh? Okay, well that's that's a that's a new thing to add to my uh, to my repertoire. Snark triggerer. A little foggy outside this morning. Actually, pretty foggy when I came in this morning an hour or so ago.
6: I mean, good news is it's starting to lift, but yeah, still pretty thick, and it's just been that way the past couple of days. So
2: I don't know. When it lifts okay. off, though, we will have another sunny day, or at least I think we'll have a sunny day today. Yes.
6: It's going to look pretty similar to yesterday. We're not going to have a whole lot in the way of cloud cover, but we're once again going to be stuck with some of that upper-level haze and smoke from Canadian wildfires. So it's not going to be bright blue, crystal-clear skies. It's going to be more that milky look like yesterday.
2: I noticed in um, last night's forecast on your website, uh, I think I assume Zach probably put the night ones together, Uh, he was talking about more smoke from the Canadian wildfires. I didn't notice it this morning, but then again, all I saw was the fog. And I did take a look at the air quality monitor this morning. It's not too bad, but we are seeing some Canadian smoke out there. Is that right?
6: Yep. We saw it yesterday because if you looked outside, you may have noticed it was like it looks white, but it's not nothing. There's not actually a cloud. It was the same thing, not really affecting our air quality, but it did keep our temperatures in the 70s yesterday instead of getting into the 80s.
2: Okay. All right. Um, so not a bad day today. A little bit of smoke, a little bit of uh, haze, if you will, but but still we'll see some sunshine. Uh, 80s for the high to mid-80s for the high today. What do we look for tomorrow on the, and into the weekend?
6: Tomorrow, more sunshine. I mean, clouds try to build up throughout the day. Temperatures remain in the mid to low 80s. But starting tomorrow, we'll see the chance for just a few pop-up showers. So tomorrow afternoon, Friday afternoon, don't be surprised by a brief shower. So it's going to be one of those. Oh, the shower just pops up out of nowhere. It's sunny, rains, and it's back to sun five to ten minutes later. Maybe an isolated rumble of thunder. So that's going to be basically the same thing Thursday and Friday. Temperatures should be basically the same between 82 and 85. Saturday, we'll stay in the mid to low 80s, but we'll start to see a little bit more in the way of cloud cover. But we stay dry through Saturday until we get to late Sunday afternoon, mainly evening hours on on Sunday, where we could see the return of some showers and storms. But come Monday, that's when we're going to see the best chance for rain
2: and storms. So, really, a a nice to okay week and weekend, but some rain distinctly possible beginning of the next week.
6: Yep, and even Monday on um, Monday into Tuesday, we could see another trend of oh, we're going to get stuck in the seventies. So, okay. right. it's going to be warm, it's going to be humid through the rest of the week, but we're going to see, I would say, a slight cooldown come Monday and Tuesday.
2: 58 at the airport last time I checked, 57 at the Highlands, 58 at my home studios in Elm Grove, where I am not, and 57 degrees here at the Robinson Otter Grove Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. So um, upper 50s and foggy is what we have to look forward to right now, mostly sunny and uh, maybe a little bit hazy with mid-80s for the day. Does that kind of put it all together?
6: Basically put the... bow on the weather for today, Howard.
2: There we go. All right, Adam, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Talk to you then. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I have no trouble believing he could be snarky if he, if, if, if he felt like it. And I think we have occasionally felt his snark a little bit. He can be His snark can be kind of edgy a little bit uh, as well. Does until the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We've got morning sports coming up with Mr. Slider and um, so I mentioned, Stephen Adams coming by. And I've got some more um, food news because i got a couple of food things uh, gathered together. We'll share them with you, including what is the perfect sandwich? What is the perfect sandwich? I'll tell you what a poll says. We'll do that later on the Watchdog Morning Show.
5: You took the first step and quit smoking, but even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit savebythescan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. Savebythescan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. Hello, Ohio Valley. This is Kate Delaney inviting you to join me overnight here on The Watchdog. Whether it's talking to big names in entertainment or sports, discussing the latest political news, or just chatting about life, I'll be here to keep you company on the Watchdog, WVLY AM 1370. FM 97.7 or online at watchdognetwork.com.
3: How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the Watchdog trusts. He has his say, you can have yours. Text us or
0: call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine.
6: Sail on down the line, but, uh, half a mile or so, and uh, don't really wanna know uh, where you're going. Maybe once or twice you see uh, Time after time I try to. Do.
2: 7.51, 9 before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. 58 at the airport, 57 at the Highlands, 58 uh, at my home studios, and 57 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Let's see. We had uh, Taylor Long had uh, the news, and uh, Adam had the weather. Seems like I'm missing something. I'm, bit... I'm sorry. What's that? Oh, that's right. Slider on sports.
1: Thank you, Howard. Uh, Major League Baseball's trade trade deadline was yesterday afternoon. There was the usual last-minute moves, maybe not as much as expected. The Pittsburgh Pirates traded veteran pitcher Rich Hill to San Diego, catcher Austin Hedges to Texas, and shortstop Rodolfo Castro to Philadelphia. In return, the Pirates received minor league players. Pittsburgh said they would not trade pitchers Mitch Keller and David Bednar and Howard, they did not. The Pirates beat the Detroit Tigers last night at PNC Park by a score of 4-1. to Johan Oviedo, seven strong innings, struck out five, walked two, allowed one run, has won back-to-back starts after losing eight straight. His record now is at 5-11. De- David Bednar pitched a perfect ninth inning for his 22nd save. Bednar spoke after the game on how happy he is still to be with the Pirates after the trade deadline. Same two teams this afternoon at PNC Park. Oswaldo Bido gets the start for the Bucs. He's two and one. Eduardo Rodriguez, who yesterday vetoed a trade, the Tigers wanted to trade him, and he had the the time in the league to say, you know what, I, I want to stay right here. He's on the hill for the Tigers. He's six and five with an impressive two point nine five ERA. First pitch, twelve thirty five. We had a complete no hitter last night, Howard. Wow. Houston over Cleveland, two nothing never heard of this guy Fraber Valdez congratulations fraber? yes fraber congratulations a complete no hitter and not so good news in Guernsey County Ohio testimony in no. the Josh Sills trial continued the Philadelphia Eagle offensive lineman is accused of rape and kidnapping sills was a star player at West Virginia University and yesterday howard yes well, yes yesterday yes. was the very first day of practice with pads for the Pittsburgh Steelers in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, football season just around the corner. We're a little early this morning. Slider on Sports Time,
2: seven fifty-four. I was listening to um, Hotline with the Dave Weekly uh, last a- yesterday afternoon, and he had uh, some folks on reporting from Steeler camp. Said there were some really, uh, really good plays were made. I mean, some really, a couple spectacular catches. Yes, that's what I'm. Thank you for helping me f- figure out my language there. You're right.
1: So that's always good, yeah. But you can't get too caught up in that, Howard. You know, it's it, it's a long process. Everybody's chomping at the bit like me, but you you know, you just got to stay back. You gotta you gotta just wait. But yes, encouraging signs.
2: And and then I listened to uh, to Dave Weekly and uh, and Coop and and I don't know who the the guy calling from Steeler camp was, but they all were talking about how exciting it is to see football. I mean, just to see the camp because it means it's really not too far away when the football season kicks into gear.
1: Absolutely. You know, uh, we talked about it with the, one of the signs of uh, summer is just about uh, gone. is, uh, you know, the Italian Festival. We're, yeah. we're, we're through with July now. We're now into August. And you know what happens when August is gone, Howard.
2: Yeah, it's it's time to time to throw the pigskin around. And it's football season. I mentioned earlier uh, my little buddy, Teddy, is uh, what is today's the second. So he's 20 days away from start of his school on the 22nd. And if you're in downtown Wheeling uh, at the coming down 10th Street, you will see a big billboard where they have a countdown uh, to return to campus. You know, like tw- 20 days, 19 hours, 54 minutes. So you just watch watch the time click away. Now I'm not going to campus, but to me that's like that's like a a, a countdown clock to. The, the the summer slipping away, you know. Yeah, but you love
1: school. I mean, for a guy like me that just absolutely hated the thought of getting up and going to school, you know, I I still get I still get a sick feeling in my in my stomach because I remember those days. I hated I hated when summer was over. Howard, see,
2: I love summer, I, and and I wish I, I you know, every year. And I said it this year too, and I didn't do it every year. I say I'm going to try my best to give myself the kind of carefree summer that I had when I was a kid, you know? And I just, it just doesn't happen, you know? Um, The the work of the day gets in the way. Um, I don't know what it is. I just, I I just, somehow I wish I could recapture those days of my youth. I picture, I know it sounds like Norman Rockwell, but I picture laying in the yard, just eating a blade of grass, you know, looking up at the, just that summertime. But you are right. When we get a little bit closer, I'm not quite ready yet, but when I, if I was a kid, Now keep in mind when you and I were in school, school didn't start until after Labor Day, or at least I. That's right. Yes, the Monday after Labor Day. So, but when we got a
1: sorry, the Tuesday after Labor Day.
2: Tuesday, yeah. When we got a couple of weeks away, then I started getting excited because there were school friends that I wouldn't see all summer long, and I would look forward to that. Um, I didn't mind. Well, I was a good student. I was four eyes. I was Howard the Coward. I was, you know, so I mean, there was a lot of I was beat up <laughs> when I was in school, so I wasn't totally excited about going back. But you're right, I I did enjoy, but not a little. It's it's still too early now, still too early.
1: But uh, so what? Kids now, they
2: they they go to school before Labor Day, right? Yeah. Teddy goes on the twenty second, August twenty second. Man, that's head. that's too early, Howard. And I don't, I should know, and I don't know what the Ohio County or Marshall County or, you know, Bel Air or whatever. They're, they're all right before that. Now, let's be honest about it. Some of that has to do with football. Some of that has to do with the fact that you can't play the first game till the first till the kids are in school, and everybody wanted to get that extra football weekend. Yeah,
1: there. I guess you're right. Can't argue with that.
2: That's one of the reasons that uh, that they've moved things up. I wish we would go back to, again, I, how many. T- why don't we just make that a little little thing that we can play? I want to say little thing. I wish I could go back to, right? I wish I could go back to the days when kids were out until the day after Labor Day and when you were out early in June, you know, and, and you had the whole summer,'t those, those days aren't to be anymore. They're gone, Howard. They're gone. Hey, you know what is not gone? Chuck Howley Field. Made official last night, Wheeling City Council officially approved the uh, nick- the not nickname, the naming of the Warwood Ballfields up in Garden Park as a uh, Howley Field in honor of a uh, hometown hero from Warwood, Chuck Howley.
1: And, and I said, what, last week, two weeks ago, what took you so long? It, it, and I, I'm a firm believer of this. If Chuck Howie would have never played it down in the NFL, I, th- I think they still should have named the field. He was a five-sport letterman at WVU. Yeah, forget one, his one NFL the, career. Forget that. Absolutely. One of the greatest athletes ever at WVU. I mean, that's home, home ground boy
2: right here in Warwood. Yeah, and he uh, so he graduated from Warwood High School, WVU, then did play for Dallas, and we talked. Often about had a great career there, though. I mean, made a lot of records, including the, the one that I, everybody always remembers. He was the MVP, only time ever, from the losing team. So, um, and now he's being inducted into the Hall of Fame this week, I think, right?
1: I believe so. I did see the story earlier. I have it here. But, yes, this week. I think
2: it's this week. so uh, Congratulations. Wheeling Council uh, made it official. Uh, they say signs will go up probably this week or some sometime. I'm sure there'll be some sort of little ceremony or something. Some of his relatives are still around. So, um, congratulations. It's just a smart move, good move. It's nice to see good boys making good, and it's nice to see hometown honoring the good boys who made it good. It's uh, going to be Chuck Howley Field, all of the Garden Park fields up in Warwood. All right, we'll talk about food, we'll talk about politics, uh, and more coming up in our number dus of the Watchdog Morning Show for a Wednesday. It is 8 o'clock. Good times never fail, so.
0: Point one AM sixteen hundred WKKX Wheeling FM ninety seven point seven AM thirteen seventy WVLY Moundsville
4: ABC News
0: I'm Derek Dennis efforts to change the